Uh, well, after the Beatitudes come these verses about salt and light, and they're our focus today. We usually uh, look upon this as a different new section of Jesus' sermon. But this morning, I want us to look at these verses about salt and light as further Beatitudes, more characteristics of Jesus' people. Because like all the uh, Beatitudes that precede these verses, Jesus talks about salt and light in terms of people rather than things. So, says Jesus, Beatitude people are the salt of the earth. Now, many a sermon has outlined the roles of salt in the ancient world. Uh, you could probably preach sermons on it like I can. But we won't labour them here. But very quickly, we just note that salt is, as him and her mentioned, a preservative. It prevents things from perishing. So salty people are those whose lives and lips make clear that God's desire is to save everyone and everything from perishing. And then salt is associated with purity and seasoning. It gives flavour. It's used to heal. It's vital to health and life and so on. But in every case, note, preservation, purity, seasoning, healing, health, salt is used in relation to something else. It's added or it's introduced or it's administered. In fact, uh, salt uh, is pretty useless unless it's used. So when Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth, then he's clearly intending his people to be engaged in the world in which we live for him and for good. Now, that doesn't mean that Beatitude people are always appreciated. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and say all kinds of evil things about you because of me, says Jesus. And sometimes, if we're honest, we're not always good salt or light. Sometimes we treat people as those needing correction, rather than first and foremost, those who need good reasons to believe the love of God in Jesus Christ is actually for them. But let's be clear, worldliness and sin must be resisted. But the world, with all its muck and squalor and sin and evil, and beauty and glory, is the environment in which Jesus calls us to be salt and light. Not holier-than-thou people, more positively holy with dirty fingernail type people. But Jesus warns us that being the salt of the earth doesn't happen automatically. Salt can become, in effect, non-salt. And salt that's become non-salt is described as, well, just dirt. When a person or a congregation turns in on itself, for example, rather than outwardly or positively engaged and involved for Christ and for others, it can happen, it sadly does happen. And at that point, salt of the earth people cease to be what we are, which is incidentally, especially this year, given the context we're in, that Christian Aid Week is so very important and must be supported generously. But at their best, salt of the earth people enter life and lives and everything is the better, not the worst, because of it. In this time of global pandemic, when some of us are hailed heroes 
and others of us are housebound, when some of us have ample opportunities to be salt of the earth and others of us struggle to see how we might be much use to anybody at all, let's thank God for those who are salt of the earth to us, to keep them in our prayers and also to keep an open heart and an eager mind about how we might, in whatever ways we are able, become that bit more salty Jesus people. Secondly, Beatitude people, says Jesus, are the light of the world. Now, straight away, we have a little problem here because Jesus said that he was the light of the world. But it is only a little problem because the answer isn't that difficult. And it's what we've been noting about all the Beatitudes. What Jesus is, his disciples are to be for him and with others. But there is a crucial difference. We are not the origin of the light. The source isn't down to us. We don't create it. Jesus is the true light and we derive our light from him. He's the one who is born witness to in us. Reflected glory, one writer called it. Now, I want to explore this a little this morning because in our current COVID climate, we will respond differently to being described as the light of the world. There will be some for whom it's a good, accurate description. For some of us, this is our moment to be salt and light. Ordinary folk hailed as heroes, whether carers or health professionals or drivers or suppliers and so on and so on. Our work puts us on the front line and in spite of the risks, we are glad that it's so and we do it. Every day on TV and social media, we see examples of ordinary folk showing great examples of love and care in our communities. Like the deputy head teacher this week who walks about five miles a day to personally deliver dozens of packed lunches to the doorsteps of pupils stuck at home because of coronavirus. Do you know people are calling you a hero? asks the reporter. I'm no hero, he replies. It needs doing. I'm just doing what I can. Light of the world people do what they can without boast or fanfare. They instinctively know that he, Jesus, is the light. And consequently, to make our light a thing of boasting or self-importance is a bit like a light bulb congratulating itself on shining. Then there are those of us this morning who need to be encouraged to burn a bit brighter and to be assured that they can burn brighter. I remember going to the reopening of a Methodist church. I won't tell you where it was, but they'd raised and spent a lot of money and done a really good job, except for one thing. They'd fitted the whole church out with very low power LED light bulbs to save money, they said. Now, environmentally friendly it may be, but boy, was it dingy. But they were, whether they knew it or not, making a significant spiritual point. You see, the limitation of light isn't down to the source, but the bulb. Put more powerful LED bulbs in the same socket and everything becomes lighter. The power's there. 
And so this morning I think of the, the young woman who can't do her normal job at the moment, but who has volunteered to supply people like my aged and housebound mother with weekly groceries. And then I think of the small group of furloughed folk collecting for the food bank outside our local supermarket and ensuring it gets to the right people quickly. Are some of us too content to be rather low-watt lights when Jesus' desire in a world like ours today is that we be lighter and brighter? Are we, in fact, saying, I can't, when we can? Because where God calls, we're told, God equips, and the resources, the supply, the power are given to us. But there's a third group of people, and here I need to alter the image. One of the most moving evening devotions I can recall was many years ago, when a Cliff College student produced a number of candles, different colours and shapes, and all of them at different stages of being burned out, and talked very simply as he lit them. Some of us look at our lives, he said, our limited capacity, our age and health, and we think we're useless, no use to God or humanity. But he continued, I want you to know this. At whatever stage or however misshapen you are, you produce light. So however you're able, declare that Jesus is the light of the world and the light of your life. In Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth's speech on Friday, VE Day, she told us that our streets are not empty at the moment because they're filled with love. Some of us will be at home on our own this morning or with little groups of people. And it's ages since we saw our extended family, our children or our grandchildren. And perhaps some of this is just getting us down and depressed. We crave conversation or just hope for the phone to ring. Why not shed some light and you make that call or write that card or do what you would like done for you today? One of our good friend's daughters used to say when scared in the night, Daddy, will you turn the dark off? And there are huge numbers of people today who want the dark turning off. And you do that with light, and sometimes only a very small light. Beatitude people are called to be the light of the world because of Jesus Christ, the hope of glory, in us and with us and through us. So, in whatever situation you find yourself this morning, whether you're a humble hero, a lackadaisical light bulb, or a well-used flickered candle. Be open again to receive the light of the world, the one and one who reflects his glory, and resolve today to find ways, however modest and however insignificant they may be, to be salt of the earth, a positive, health-giving, beatitude person, in whatever and whichever way you can, to the glory of God, and to the joy of God. Amen.